afternoon and welcome to week eight in the National Football League. This is the Touchdown Report brought to you by the Deacon and Co. Show. It was just brought to my attention that the Deacon and Co. Show is supposed to be Deacon and Co. So here's my Co. Welcome, Nay. You're out of this world. The audience wants things. The Deacon delivers. What can I say? Here we go. That was a, a wonderful week last week in the National Football League with upsets galore, bad games galore, and if you don't know that this fucking show is scripted, okay, you've got to be living on another planet. And it's sad now at this point, Nay. It really is sad to think of how bad this is that now professional football has become like professional wrestling. I don't think it's like professional wrestling. Oh, I certainly do. You mean to tell me that last week, and we'll get into this in just a second here, okay? That every one of those 5-1 and one teams lost except for the two that are going to play in the Super Bowl versus each other on a rematch. I mean, it's all fucking scripted. They want everybody at this level to turn around and be 500 or be even. And then you turn around and you make a wager and they think it's going to go one way. And they say, oh, okay, well, you got your 5-1 and one team who is now playing your 2-3 and three team, or 2-4 and four team, and now that team wins. You know what I mean? It's just, it just too much for me there. And they started us off last week, what happened on Thursday Night Football. I broke it down to the audience a little bit on Saturday. And thank you all for listening to the Deacon and Co. Show. Uh, by the way, here, just before we get into that, today is Rocktober 26th. Thursday, and it is game day, so happy game day once again. Happy game day to all. So the Jacksonville Jaguars traveled to the New Orleans Saints, and Jacksonville won that game 31-24. to Yeah, and on this one here, I mean, this is a very high-scoring game for a very good Saints defense, and how the Saints put up 24 points on their own, I don't fucking know, but the Jaguars are red hot. They've won five in a row, and, uh, Watch out. This is what we expected from this team. Next game. Detroit Lions traveled to the Baltimore Ravens, and Baltimore won that game 38-6. to Lamar Jackson. That was, a, that was a tough game for the Detroit team who moved the ball on the Ravens' defense. And the Ravens found ways to get turnovers in the red zone, which that defense is really obviously good. Number one in the NFL with uh, red zone touchdowns against. That's pretty good. So, hats off to them. Give me that same game in Detroit in like three weeks, and I'm taking Detroit to win that. I think it was a matter of the home field. Homie calls? Yeah, I think think it was. But that's not to take away anything from the Ravens. And, uh... I mean, prove a point. Healthy team is a dangerous Ravens. Prove a point. Next game. Uh, Vegas Raiders travel to the Chicago Bears, and Chicago actually won that game because they were home. Chicago, with the injury to Fields and the thumb, uh, it has backup quarterback comes in and... uh, Does pretty well. Does pretty well. All right, this is an opportunity, and this is just Raider football. It's an opportunity for the Raiders to come in and turn around and make some ground up with the schedules that they have for the upcoming games, with the exception of this week coming up, all right, which well, I can tell you right now is going to be another loss for the fucking Raiders. Um, you know, this is a poor excuse. This is the second time that the Bears have done this this year to a team that's come in hot 
or have won a couple in a row, and they buried the skins on that Thursday night game, if you remember how bad that was, and they did the same thing to the Raiders. So, let's go here on there for the Chicago Bears. It's about fucking time. Next game. Cleveland Browns traveled to the Indianapolis Colts, and Cleveland Browns took that by a point, 39-38. What a fun game this was. A lot of scoring, obviously, in this one. Almost 80 points between the two. I mean, this was incredible. Browns found a way to win. And the crazy thing was, is being that these are neighboring uh, states here in Ohio and Indiana, you got to hear and see how many fucking Browns fans were there. It was good to see the Brownies coming out for their squad. The Brownies. The Brownies. The Dog Pound. The sorry. Dog pound. Next game. Buffalo Bills travel to New England Patriots, and New England, as projected, would win that game 29-25. Bill Belichick was not losing another game in a row. Well, I thought here on this one that this could be the spoiler here. I thought the Bills would find a way to win this after a uh, crushing uh, couple of weeks that they've had. So the Bills, to me, are going to be on the hot seat this week. I don't like their quarterback. I don't like their coach. And I just think that the Buffalo Bills are super, super overrated. And this proves the point here. I know it's a division rival. And as I said, that it was not going to be, you know, an easy game for the Bills. Belichick's 300th career win. He's number three all time. So, I mean, you got to understand that they're giving him shit, obviously, for the way that the Patriots are playing. Uh, It it really starts with what the defense does. And, And the defense doesn't get enough credit for the New England Patriots. And uh, they came out and found a way. You know, Buffalo, late score here. Uh, at the end of that game, uh, they come down. And you know the rule. You can't leave these guys fucking time on the clock anymore. And that's what Buffalo did. They left New England too much time. And instead of New England turning around and uh, going to kick the field goal, all right, they turned around and they got the touchdown. And Buffalo was in some shit there. So, yeah, Buffalo's in trouble. Uh, I mean, they're playing tonight. And it's going to be a tough game. They are at home. You know, and this game was on a road, granted, last week, but they're in trouble. Next game. Washington Commanders traveled to the New York Giants, and this was the lowest-scoring game of the week, 14-7. Yeah, you know, this was a big uh, boost for the Giants to have Saquon back in this one. The Giants own the skins. It's just a revolving door in the fucking NFC East of who owns who. But I can assure you now that the Eagles and uh, Giants have a very similar, similar record when it comes to the Eagles playing the Giants and the Giants playing the Skins. The the Giants own the Skins like the Eagles own the Giants. And I believe there has only been one time in the last seven years that the Skins have won. So, Isn't that the same for the Giants? Uh, Giants have had, yeah, one or two wins in the last ten years versus the Eagles, yeah. So, um, where do you go from here if you're the Giants? Well, I, I listen, it doesn't mean shit this game. It's a division game of two teams that are not going to do anything. But you can see how streaky a team like the Skins are. That They come out, they find a way to win a game on the road versus you know a, a competitive, not a decent or a, a good team, a competitive Atlanta Falcons team. And then you come off and you do something like this to your division rival where not only did the Skins have opportunities to tie this game, they had opportunities to win this game, including being in the red zone in the final minute of the game within the Giants' 10-yard line to go on the Giants' side of the ball about to score, and the Giants stopped them twice. Yeah. So, yeah. Giants' defense. There you go. <laughs> I mean, what else am I going to say? Real tough opponent this week for the Giants. It's going to be a good one. Next game. 
Atlanta Falcons traveled to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Atlanta won that game 16-13 by this, field goal. This game was um, one of those scenarios in which Baker Mayfield had opportunities. He had receivers wide open that he overthrew. He was looking in the wrong directions, and he turned the ball over. Not going to win games in the National Football to, League turn. when you turn the ball over. Next game. Pittsburgh Steelers traveled to the L.A. Rams, and Pittsburgh won this game 24-17. Yeah, at a certain point of, of the season, I, I realized here that, you know, they, the NFL wants the Steelers to be competitive for this obvious reason. Uh, 80% of this stadium were Steeler fans. I think yeah. that is the most I've ever seen uh, as a visiting fan uh, at SoFi Stadium, whether it be versus the Chargers or versus the Rams. That was a lot, and there was no way the Steelers could lose that game. It was a home game for them. Yeah, I feel like that stadium just sees a lot of visitors. Yeah, L.A. is not a football town for the L.A. fans. It's yeah, for it's the other. Else. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, too, it's really good to see people coming out to see these games because over the course of time, when, you know, and, and we haven't done this together, um, uh, just, just one time where we, we didn't have an opportunity to go out and, and see what I'm talking about here, but... Let me tell you something, that California is a really, really big college football sta uh, state, and they do more specials for on Saturday for college football than they do on NFL game day. And even when we went into the bar a couple years back at the 40th anniversary weekend, how many fucking Niner fans, if any, did we see inside that fucking bar in San Francisco? No, it was everyone else. Everybody else. It's a melting pot. It's, a, it's insane. Next game. Well, I just think it's it's interesting because, like, that stadium, out of all the stadiums that we visited probably in the last two, three and a half years, that's, like, I know it's brand spanking new, but it's freaking gorgeous to see a game there. Where? In SoFi? It's SoFi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of all the stadiums. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I actually, we had seats that we were four rows back for in the end zone. Um, they were good. But to be honest, we when I sat on that hundred level, when I got to see everything develop in the plays and every penalty and everything before I could see the guys jumping off sides, yeah, I, I mean that that was those seats were a, a lot better there. So there's not a bad seat in the house over at SoFi. I can tell you that now. Even if you were up in the up in the bleeds, it wouldn't be a bad seat because of the way the stadium is structured. Next game. Arizona Cardinals traveled to the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle won that game twenty to ten. Yeah, division game was very, very close up until the end. Uh, nine and a half points. They got it done on uh, what at home. The Seahawks found a way to cover the spread, and uh, they played a tough game. This was a tough game, but Geno Smith had control of this game start to finish, and uh, hats off to the Cardinals for hanging in there. And, and let's not forget here that the Cardinals are, are dealing with a, a bunch of issues right now, all right? The issues that they're dealing with is the number one issue. And, and not that he's doing a horrible job, Dobbs, but he's not going to do what Kyler Murray does for them. And Murray, obviously, with the injury from last year, not sure when he's going to come, if he's going to play at all for this year, maybe toward the end of the season. But if I'm Kyler Murray and I'm turning around and I'm, I'm, there's only one or two games left, and I know right now, obviously, Arizona's not making the playoffs or making a contention for being a wild card team yeah. i might not even play this year yeah you know so uh, let's see what happens with them so i i don't i don't judge this game or this season at all for the arizona cardinals because they're not with their best player next game the green bay packers traveled to denver broncos denver won this game by two points 1917 yeah denver had the longest losing streak of blowing games after leading at halftime, and there was going to be another scenario in which this happened, 
But of course, there was a way somehow that the Green Bay Packers fucked it up. And I just, I don't, I, you know, not, not, I, I really, I don't give a fuck about Denver. I don't like Denver because they're in their division. But there is no way that this was, I mean, I know it's for advertisement purposes, but stop lying to people. This is not America's game in a week. Nobody wanted to fucking watch that. And you could just see the holes in both of these teams. Maybe 20 years ago would have been America's game. Oh, yeah, it would, it would have been a great game. You know, 20 <laughs> years ago, even 30 years ago when these two met in the Super Bowl. But, you know, you t- turn around and, and you're looking at it, you know, from the overall perspective here of this is not the team that we expected to come out with either of these teams. And the job's just not getting done. Next game. Next game, the Los Angeles Chargers travel to the Kansas City Chiefs. And, um, do we even want to talk about it? 31-17. 31-17. I want you all to remember that number, okay? 31-17. to Well, there were opportunities in this game. The Chargers turned around and hung in there. Defense decided to buckle down for both teams in the second half. And, uh... It was just, one touchdown in the second half. Right? No, yeah, there was there was no no scoring from the Chargers in the second half of this game, and uh, you, you know it, it's I'm I'm really impressed with how the defense came out versus Dallas holding them at twenty. Uh, I I wasn't impressed with any bit of what the defense did in the first half and being lit up. T- takeaways, there were a few of them, and just a way to you know continuously have this uh, storybook. If you guys don't understand what's happening here, they're already setting you up for a rematch here of last year's Super Bowl. Uh, their Taylor Swift story adding into this just fucking makes people more and more sick. I know people out there who are actually starting a Taylor Swift jar. What is that, you may ask, decoholics? Well, for every time that somebody has to mention Taylor Swift, and they should now add Travis Kelsey to this, uh, you got to put 25 cents in this jar because it's old, disgusting news, and nobody gives a fuck who you're having sex with, okay? I just need you to lose on the field. Next game. Next game, Miami Dolphins travel to the Philadelphia Eagles, and this game, Philadelphia won by 31-17. to 17. Now, you do remember, I just told you to remember the score of the last game. And uh, These are the 5-1 teams that are now the only two teams that are 6-1, and one, and it happens to be I'm getting snake bit on one and I'm dominating on the other. 31-17 to 17 again here, total domination, start to finish from the Philadelphia Eagles. The defensive front shut down to uh, shut down the screen. No matter if you had Tyreek Hill, it didn't matter. There was times where they Tyreek Hill couldn't even get a fucking chance to cut across the route and whatnot. Slay had a big game. I knew that it was going to happen. You know, it, it, you're putting, listen, you, it, the problem is this, is that in order for you to maintain yourself as a top corner or a top uh, safety in the National Football League, you have to shut down on every single play, and it's impossible to do that. The 2023 offenses are not going to allow corners to be the best of what they used to be, like the shutdown Darrell Revises that we've seen, and the guys... Uh, you know, from the past of the Woodsons, and you know, even if you want to, you know, go as far back as you know, people as uh, Rodney Harrison on those teams, and Lawyer Malloy, and all those guys that they had back in the day for New England. I, th- those guys were great guys, and and they were feared people in the NFL. Okay, but when it comes down to it, Darius Slay is my best corner. Okay, safety, whatever you want to play, whatever position that he's going to play that day, usually over the top corner. Okay, so now. You turn around and you put him up every single play against Tyreek Hill. That doesn't happen. 
So when Tyreek Hill is cutting across and making these fucking plays and doing this, he's burning everybody. He's burning the secondary help. He's burning all this. But the Eagles didn't give him the chance to do that because the front is the best defensive front in football, and the push just kept coming and coming. And this is exactly what was spoken about on the show itself. It's going to be fun to see the Dolphins play a team of caliber. Yeah, how is it fun? The two teams that you played that were supposedly one is overrated, you played them in Buffalo, division rival, they fucking smacked you, okay? Now you turn around and you're playing a team in Philly. That's two road games that you lost. Can you can you win a, a road game versus a caliber team? Because you're not going to have home field throughout when you keep losing. Yeah. So it is what it is. 31-17 for Kansas City, 31-17 for the Eagles. Mind blown. Shit's not fixed, right? Next game. Next game, San Francisco 49ers travel to the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, the Vikings won that game 22-17. Yeah. Um, you know, again, this is what I'm talking about here. A 5-1 and one team. Now they want everybody at 5-2 and two to be in the pack. So now we'll see in a second here when I rattle off what's going on for this week. The, the difference in the records and whatnot. And you'll see what I'm talking about here. Because you have all these guys that are in the middle of the pack. And they're, this is what they want. They want the viewership. You start having these guys running away. There's no way that the Niners should ever lose this game. You think people will jump ship and be fans of the Niners or be fans uh, well, or the Eagles or whatever the case may be? We're seeing it. We're seeing it. We're seeing it every day. You know, I've never seen anything like what we saw a few weeks back when the Eagles played the Rams. Uh, it wasn't as bad as last week with the Steelers playing the Rams, but it was pretty fucking close, and that stadium was half filled with Eagle fans. Where did you come from? I've been an Eagle fan my whole life. Since I'm time, I'm seven years old. I have never seen that many Eagle fans anywhere. I'm not kidding. Really. Yeah, I know. It was a lot. I saw. So, it is what it is. Special treat for you guys now. Helping us out here for the birthday boys, which will be on Saturday. But here we go a little early. Yes, as James helps us out here and tells us Power Trip is creeping death uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, next time that we report to you on the Touchdown Report, we will be in... On the road. Yeah, St. Louis, Missouri. That's greatest crazy. band that ever lived. Edwards Jones Dome is where the show is, right? Where the... I believe it is, or, or the stadium. It might be another stadium that it is over there, too. But uh, if it is at the Edwards Jones Dome... Then that is where the Rams used to play. Uh, one other note, as yes, we do celebrate Metallica's birthday on Saturday. And of course, there will be a wonderful episode of the Deacon Co. Show for you all for this. And we conclude the horror segment as well. As the jack-o'-lanterns have spoken. They're going to help us out here. A couple of stories coming up for this one. But walking into a kind of a holiday light show for jack-o'-lanterns with exhibits made of all pumpkins and I walk past and all I see is a couple of skills playing a bass guitar I look over it's a projection onto a pumpkin playing the one music video and there was a Metallica segment or Metallica exhibit on this adventure it was blown my mind away because 
I had no idea how all of this stuff was going to be things that I enjoyed more so than any of the people that we went with. But what it comes down to is is the recognition that the Jacks have spoken, and this is the greatest band that ever lived, uh, bringing us down into Thursday night tonight. The three and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to the four and three Buffalo Bills, minus nine and a half at home for the Bills, over forty three and a half of the game. I don't know which way, what Bills team you're going to get here. They should destroy Tampa Bay at home or at least win this game by 14 or more. Uh, Baker Mayfield cannot make the same mistakes that he had made a week ago at home versus a division rival if he expects to have any chance in this game. The Buccaneers by no means are an easy game for the Buffalo Bills, and this should be good to watch. Sunday. 29th of Rocktober going to bring us down to the 1 p.m. games in the 6-1 Philadelphia Eagles traveling to the 3-4 Washington Skins. Minus 6.5 on the road for the Eagles, 43.5 of the game. Well, yeah, these two are going to be, it's going to be a close game. Uh, usually the game in Philly is a close one. The one in Washington is not so close, but uh, Eagles will win this game uh, by 7 to 10 points on this for absolutely 43.5, I think, will be covered. Uh, division rivals, so they're going to score. They're going to put up at least 14 to 17 points from the Skins. Eagles will do the rest, the over, and the Eagles will happen on this one. The 3-3 three and three Houston Texans traveling to the 0-6 uh, Carolina Panthers. Are they the only ones? Yeah, they still have not won a game yet. Minus 3 on the road for the Houston Texans, 43.5 for the game. Well, listen, I think that the Texans are a team that wins games at home. This is a good opportunity versus an 0-6 team to win one on the road. I think the Texans are going to win this, and I think 44 points will be scored in this game. The 3-4 L.A. Rams traveling to the 4-2 Dallas Cowboys. Minus 6 at home for the Cowboys, 45.5 for the game. I think the Cowboys are going to win this game, but it's not going to be by 6. It'll be by 4. Uh, 45.5, I think, may that happen. points might happen. Yeah, they, I think that'll happen here. It's going to be a low, might be a low-scoring affair. Uh, you know, but Dallas is home, so I think there'll be some points scored in this one. The three and four Minnesota Vikings traveling to the two and four Green Bay Packers. No line on this game, which means it's probably a PK or somebody's going to be minus one by the time of game time. Over forty-two though for this one. Um, I, I mean, listen, I don't know if Green Bay is going to score this. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins is going to come out and he's going to light up Green Bay after his big victory on Monday night. Three and four battle here. The three and four New Orleans Saints traveling to the three and four Indianapolis Colts. Forty-three and a half for the game. Minus one on the road for the Saints. This is going to be another tough game. Um, going to be a battle of good defenses. Going to be some points scored in this one. Uh, but I, I do think the Saints are going to find a way uh, to get this done on the road. The two and five New England Patriots traveling to the five and two Miami Dolphins. Minus nine at home for the Dolphins, 46 and a half for the game. Well, listen, this is going to be a lot closer than everybody else thinks. Uh, earlier in the season, this was uh, a game that the Dolphins had ease with. Uh, listen, they're at home. Dolphins usually light people up at home, but it's division rival. Uh, Dolphins should find a way to win by 10. Uh, 46 and a half, uh, should, that should happen as well, too. Now, during this uh, cool thing that we had last night, that we or a couple nights back that we were experiencing this, of uh, the jack-o'-lanterns that I just got done telling you guys about the Metallica uh, exhibit in there. Nowhere along this exhibit, Nay, did either one of us see a New York Jets or a New York Giants pumpkin. Or any football, for that matter. Why, why, why is that, Nay? Do you, do, why is that, that nobody gives a fuck about either one of these two teams? I don't know, representing either, only baseball. So, and basketball. Not for the Knicks. Not for the Knicks. Or, or Nets. Nets. It was just 
top players. Of that's all right. Time. That's right. And then rightfully so, Kobe, Jordan, and Shaq. Rightfully so. Uh, somebody's got to win this game day. It's the Battle of New Jersey. It's the Battle of MetLife Stadium. Well, the Giants are technically home, so. They are. They should be. Well, not really, but I guess whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know we should really be home. Two and five New York Giants hosting the three and three New York Jets. Minus three on the road here, or at home road for the Jets. 36 and a half for the game. Listen, this is in front of both teams. It's going to be the fans. This are going seems to, like a scrimmage. It, it is going to be a scrimmage, but it counts. You know, somebody's going to get somebody, and if it's the Jets, they'll go to over five hundred. I feel like this should be flag football, and they should have flags on the back. <laughs> Thirty-six and a half points in front of those fans who are going to both be going at it. This is a rivalry game, this, even though it's is, not. This is like not a game that I would want to tailgate at. I just feel like it's, it's just, bad. It's a lot of shit talking. Bad news I don't bears know why here. They did this. I think they're gonna put up some points in this. I think twenty one twenty one. You're looking at the Giants finding a way to you know go down, blow it in the end. You know, and, and here come the Jets with a victory. You know, somebody's got to win this. It's not gonna be a tie there, but over definitely. Five and two Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to the four and two Pittsburgh Steelers. This is gonna be a good game to see how the Jaguars. Go on the road and play a team that has an amazing defense. Uh, 42 for the game. Uh, minus two and a half on the road for the Jaguars. <sighs> Listen, this is going to be really, really tough here, but the Jaguars are going to find a way to pull this off. I don't think the Steelers have enough to I go on the, the road. The points will be there. Uh, yeah, the points will be there, I think. Um, I don't think I don't think that the Steelers have what it takes after coming off a road win like they had last week to come back and play a team like the Jaguars. Um, I think the Jaguars, uh, to say the least, I think the Jaguars are a better team offensively than the Rams are at this point of the season. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit too much for the Steelers. The 4-3 and three Atlanta Falcons traveling to the 2-4 and four Tennessee Titans. 35.5 for the over, minus 2.5 on the road for the Atlanta Falcons. Tennessee, Tennessee going to rebound on this one. Tennessee should find a way to win at home versus a team that, uh, that I think that they should crush. But it'll be close, but Tennessee will find a way to win this game. 35.5? I, I mean, every week that I find that Atlanta's in a situation that Atlanta scores points with the exception of last week. So I'm going to say here that... I don't think they're going to cover a 36-point spread. I think it's going to be very, very low scoring. Watch they come out and put up 90. Uh, <laughs> 405 games here now is only one of them. The 4-2 and two Cleveland Browns traveling to the 4-2 and two Seattle Seahawks. Minus 3.5 at home for the Seahawks. Over 38 for the game. Well, listen, this, this defense, okay, is very, very good for the Cleveland Browns, as we've seen over the course of the past couple of weeks. Couple all season long they've been playing well. Miles Garrett, you know, with the exception of you like giving up the points that they gave up last week, thirty eight points is a lot for a team to give up, but they still won, so that's good for them. You're going to Seattle. It's yeah. loud there. I like Geno Smith at home on this one. And listen, it's, you turn around and you have the Seahawks find a way to win this game at home versus a tough team, which is a non conference game because they're in two different conferences. Looking at a tie for first place with the Niners, the Seahawks are. For first place in the NFC West. This is a big game for the Seahawks, and Geno Smith is going to come up big this week. 425, the 5 and 2 of Baltimore Ravens traveling to the 1 and 6 Arizona Cardinals. Minus 8.5 on the road for the Ravens, 44 for the game. 
Um, get another outcome like last week here. What may or may not happen here. It's in Arizona. It's different than playing in Baltimore. But Baltimore should find a way to win this yeah. game. I don't even know where to begin with that over as and long under. As everyone's healthy, right? Yeah, that that's a disgusting number at forty four. I don't like that at all. So, um, I will tell you, things happen on the road than they do obviously at home. That's why they have the home field advantage. The Kansas City Chiefs six and one traveling to the two and five Denver Broncos. Minus seven on the road uh, for the Chiefs, 45 and a half for the game. Last time, they didn't even come anywhere near that over, but that was last time. This is in Mile High Stadium. I think that's going to be hit, and I think the Chiefs are going to destroy them. It's also going to be 27 degrees and snowing in that game. <laughs> just, just to say. Just so you know. Just so you guys the know. The first snow, huh? Uh, I don't know if it's the first snow for Denver, but that'll be the first game that has snow yeah, in it. Yeah, that's Cincinnati Bengals three and three traveling to the five and two San Francisco 49ers minus three and a half at home for the Niners 43 and a half for the over well Niners are going to need some help I know it's a home game they got they should find a way to win this game but without McCaffrey without Debo Samuel and I guess it's going to be a game time decision of again like it was last week um you're not going to be able to hang with the Bengals. And I do think the Bengals, if these guys, again, aren't healthy, will find a way to win this game. Bringing us down into Sunday night. It's two weeks in a row. i got to be waiting all day for Sunday night. i got to hear that bitch again because I usually mute her and then put the game on after I depending on who's playing. I don't like Gary Underwood. 2-5 Chicago Bears traveling to the 2-4 and four Los Angeles Chargers. Minus 8.5 at home for the Chargers. I hope the Chargers win this one. 46.5 for the over. I think the oh, I don't think the over happens, okay, and eight and a half. I, listen, Chargers don't cover nine point spreads. I don't care. I don't care who they're playing. The Chargers will find a way to win this game, but they are not covering a fucking nine point spread. Bringing us down into Monday Night Football, the three and four Vegas Raiders of Oakland traveling to the five and two Detroit Lions. This is a rebound game for the Lions. Eight and a half at home, forty six for the over. I think both of those happen, and I think the Lions destroy the Raiders on national television. On by this week, nobody. Isn't that wonderful? That's weird. Very wonderful there. Very strange. Good time to be a sports fan right now, Tikaholic. So you got the fall classic about to begin tomorrow. You have hockey. You have basketball that just returned. College football, the NFL, and soon college basketball is here. (sighs) What are you guys all doing with yourselves in the mix of everything else? It's horror season. How are you guys managing your time? And getting all of these things in. It's tough. Listen, it's tough. It's not easy being a fan. It's not easy being a spouse of a fan. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that too. <laughs> that too. You can sure understand that as well. But in the meantime, follow us on the majors of social. Deacon and Co. Show Instagram. Deacon and Co. Show on Twitter. Deacon and Co. Show at gmail.com if you want to leave a line. But for now, Deacon and Nay are out.